This is The Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. This episode, I'm going to cover remote recording, the type of podcast episode we're all making these days, where you're in one place and your guest is in another place, possibly another part of the world, and you're creating a podcast episode together. When you think about it, remote conversations are a bit of a weird development in the way that we communicate, like the difference between sitting down for a chat with your mum in person versus chatting with your mum via Zoom or Skype. The in-person conversation is much more natural. We use body language, gestures, small affirmations and noises that communicate in ways words don't. All of which is super difficult when you're relying on two internet connections and some laptop speakers or iPhone earbuds. I spent seven years talking to my friends and family online when I lived outside of my home country, so I know the awkwardness firsthand. However, those fragmented, laggy conversations have become commonplace, and through necessity, we've all become rather good at them. And now, it's by far the most common way to make a podcast episode. Many shows even have hosts in different locations. We've advanced to the point where we're not location-dependent at all for recording audio, and really, it's so awesome. The cool thing about creating podcasts remotely is that no matter how the conversation flows online, we can edit the audio to sound like it flowed naturally. Without connectivity and sync issues, glitches, crosstalk and interruptions, Provided we capture the conversation correctly, that is, which is exactly what this episode is going to show you how to do. Throughout this episode, I'm going to use Zoom as the standard catch-all word for remote recording software. It's what most people use, and it's become the Kleenex of the online conferencing software world. You know, when a brand becomes the generic trademark word for an object, like Band-Aid or Sellotape. I'm fully aware of all the different options out there, in fact, I think in a future episode, we might do an online conferencing software shootout. Just adding that to the list. Okay, stay tuned for that one. So, let's get into it. In order to create an episode worth listening to from a remote recording, we need to use a recording method we in the industry call a double-ender. Ignoring all euphemisms, a double-ender is when each speaker records local audio on their end, and the recording made using Zoom is the backup recording in case something goes wrong with the local recordings. We do this for two reasons. First, a recording made locally, and by locally I mean in the same room as the speaker, won't be affected by connectivity issues like dropouts, glitches, sync issues, etc. All consequences of variable internet connections. If you do it right, you're going to get clean audio. Secondly, a local recording will sound better than the Zoom recording 90% of the time. Software like Zoom has to stream audio over the internet, and to do that it needs to compress that audio into a size small enough to stream efficiently. And what this digital compression does is remove much of the frequency spectrum so that it sounds both thin from lack of low frequency and muddy from lack of high frequency. Now, some software does do this better than others. Again, listen out for that shootout episode. But in my experience, none come close to even an average local recording, 
So for example, for a podcast that features two people, most likely a host and a guest, we're going to end up with four audio files. One local recording from the host, one local recording from the guest, and a backup recording for each person made using Zoom. As a side note, to get individual recordings from Zoom, you'll need to change your recording preferences to record a separate audio file for each participant. This allows us to treat each speaker separately and makes editing much more effective. So we have four audio files, and to create our podcast episode, we're going to sync the local recordings, which is easier than it sounds, one second, and hold on to the Zoom recordings just in case something went terribly, terribly wrong. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds really hard, and most podcast guests don't have microphones to make a local recording, and how do I sync everything, and what if my guests are tech-phobic, and all the rest. Fear not. I'm going to walk you through it right now, and to make it super fun, I've got someone to help me. I'm about to connect with Jacqueline Schiff from podreacher.com. She is an expert on podcast show notes and repurposing content, and we're going to have a chat about both of those things on future episodes of this podcast. The thing is, Jacqueline isn't a podcaster or an audio expert, so I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to record our conversation as we go through the process of getting her set up for a double-ender podcast recording. Now, I'm walking her through this for your benefit, and it's way further than I'd usually go with my guests. Ideally, you'll send any guest on your podcast a well-written email detailing the process and what they need to do to be on your excellent-sounding show, and then they'll show up on time, prepared to your specifications and ready to go, just as I did and just as Jacqueline did. Even better, you would have sent them a handy PDF with all the info they need. The PDF I sent is what Jacqueline and I are going to follow out loud in a second. In fact, at the end of this episode, I'll tell you where you can download your very own remote recording checklist, which you can send to your guests to make the whole process a breeze. Don't skip. Don't. Okay, here's the process as it happened with Jacqueline. The recording you'll hear first is from Zoom. I'll do a comparison with her recordings in a minute. Can you hear me right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so the room that I wanted was not available. So that's why I'm like sort of improvising with this. Wondering if the mic's close enough there, if I if I That's okay. Here. We're, we're going to go through that whole thing. Oh, okay, perfect. Whereabouts are you? I'm actually in a, in a co-working space today. In a co-working space, okay. Yeah, and so like, I mean, I'm in a private small meeting room within that. But yes, the, the options were limited. In terms of how it sounds to me right now, it sounds fine. It doesn't sound like you're in a big hall or anything. So that's fine. And is there, is there any background noise that you can hear, like air conditioning or like TVs or any radios or anything like that? I might be hearing air conditioning or like pipes or something. <laughs> there's some kind of a vague background noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. But there's not a whole lot you can do about that. So usually if people were at their house, which is most common... You know, I'd ask them to go and turn off their dishwasher or turn the aircon off while we're chatting or something like that, but we're all good. Um, how's the Wi-Fi there? It seems to be okay from our connection. Yeah. So haven't had any problems all day and it's, you know, full signal here, so it should be good. Yep. Cool. Now I can hear other people talking. Is that going to be an issue? Uh, yeah, actually... 
All right, hold on a sec. Do I have like two minutes? Yeah, you've, we've got time. We've got time. Okay. Okay, so back to me here in the studio. I want to make a point while Jacqueline goes to sort out her environment noise issue. So I've asked her where she is, and I've made sure her Wi-Fi is working. Pretty classic that as she agreed we had a solid internet connection, her recording dropped out. So perfect. And it illustrates my point about relying on internet recordings perfectly. After that, we took a few seconds just to listen to her recording environment, and we found some background noise issues which she's currently trying to correct. In the moment when you're on that call, and especially if you're a new podcaster or if your guest is high profile or if you're a bit pushed for time, it can be super tempting to just overlook this sort of thing, hoping that it either won't be as bad as it sounds or that you can somehow fix it in post. What actually happens is that you end up with a recording that has lots of background noise that's really difficult to remove and results in a poor experience for your listeners. This is your podcast. If your guest can't record good quality audio, try to work through it with them. And if it just can't work, you need to make the choice to either push on and release bad quality audio or reschedule. Oh, Jacqueline's just come back. Let's see what she has to say about correcting this background noise. Okay, so what I can try to do is do it from a different conference room. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to think like, I mean, on another day, I might have a little more control over my environment. Like, do you want to try to do it another day? Or should I just try to set up in that other conference room and we can try that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's try it. All right. I'm going to disconnect and then um, I'll, I'll rejoin once I'm there. Okay, sweet. At this point with Jacqueline, I was ready to reschedule if we couldn't make it work. And she is so super cool that she ended up suggesting that herself. What was happening wasn't her fault, but neither of us wanted to record bad quality audio. As it turns out, Jacqueline was able to find another space to move to, which actually ended up presenting its own problems, which I was unable to hear on the call and had to try and correct in post. <laughs> More on that in a minute. For now, let's pick back up with Jacqueline, who has just moved rooms. I'd started recording by this point, so my recording that you're going to hear is now my local mic. Okay, so we've moved. So now you're in a different room. We've talked about the Wi-Fi. That's cool. So headphones. You have headphones on, which I can see. Yeah, just like basic headphones. They're plugged into my microphone right now. Cool. Yeah, so... Some microphones have a headphone input that allows you to monitor directly from there. And I guess your microphone is set up as the audio device for your Zoom software as well. Yep. So that makes great sense. Now you have the uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB mic? Yes. That's a great option and it's really, really affordable. So let's get you recording. Okay. You have Audacity? Yes, I downloaded it before I call. Perfect. Do you know how to use it? I have used it in the past. I probably haven't used Audacity in eight or 10 years. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so let's make sure it's all working and, and get it recording. Okay, I've pulled it up. I'm going to spare you the real-time version of us getting Audacity working. But basically, since Jacqueline wasn't familiar with the software, we just went through to make sure her mic was the input source, that she was getting good level and not peaking, that she was recording in mono at 44.1kHz and 24-bit, and that everything was just running smoothly. 
Okay, wonderful. Back to the convo. Okay, so we should be ready to go. Let's just do a little test recording and see uh, if you can hear yourself and if it's, you know, the microphone is uh, working. But first, let's get that microphone. Is there any way that you can get it like closer to you? Is that good or? Sweet. Okay, so hit record and see what happens. Okay, so hello, hello. It looks like there's some activity. Is that looking correct? Yeah, I mean, to me, that looks pretty good. There's nothing going into the yellow, maybe ever so slightly going to touch the yellow, which is perfect. So I'm happy with that. Nice. Also, I'm going to get you to please record with your smartphone as well. I know this is a bit above and beyond because you've gone out and you've got this mic and the audacity and it's great. I just really want to show the difference. So just whatever app that you have, I'm not sure what phone it is, but there'll be a, an app that's a voice memo or call recorder or something. I think on mine it's just called Recorder. All right. I just uh, hit record. don't know if you can see that. That's great. That's perfect. Okay. Where did you want me to put it? Just on the desk in front of you is fine. Okay. All right. So now that I'm recording, you're recording, Zoom is recording, uh, we're going to sync the recordings. And we do that by having a three, two, one countdown and a clap. So it's going to be three, two, one, and then a clap. Okay, and we're, we're going to do it two times. You ready? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> and one more time. Three, two, one. <laughs> Fantastic. And now what happens is when I go and look at the audio, I'm going to bring in all of these audio files into the same session, and it's going to, I'm going to see really clearly two big spikes in the audio, and I can just line them all up no matter how long the recordings are. We're ready to go. Uh, are you comfortable? You've got some water? You happy? I am. I mean, Kane, when I'm dealing with a professional like yourself, how can I not be happy? <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a hard stop, like a hard time limit on this? I do have a hard stop in about 45 minutes. Sweet. That's all good. We're going to stop in 45. Right? Yep. That's totally sweet. That's perfect. Jacqueline, welcome to the Podcasters Club. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Kane. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Okay, this is Studio Kane again. What a ride. So you've just heard most of the pre-recording setup with a remote guest. Sometimes it's easier than this, and sometimes it's harder. And I do have to say that Jacqueline was really cool about doing this, and she showed up for the recording prepared. So if we weren't walking through step by step, it might have gone much faster. And now to demonstrate my point, I want to give some examples of the three recordings we captured for Jacqueline. One is the recording I made from Zoom. And just to be clear there, Zoom was recording her USB mic. Another one is her local recording from her smartphone. And the last is her local recording using her USB mic and Audacity. In this case, I think it's also worth playing each example before and after post-production processing, as the room Jacqueline moved to ended up having a lot of background noise from what sounds like air conditioning, and from the street outside. And so I had to use very heavy noise reduction on her local recordings. I'm going to keep the compression and limiting so it's all a similar volume. Such a fun experiment. Let the great experiment begin! First up, we have the raw Zoom audio. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency 
that specifically works with podcasts. And now, the Mastered Zoom audio. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. This is her raw local recording from her smartphone. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. And this is what her smartphone recording sounds like with lots of noise reduction and EQ. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. Finally, we have her raw local recording from her USB mic. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. And this is what it sounds like mastered. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. I think it's clear that the local recording from her USB mic is far superior, even with all that noise reduction. So that's what I'm going to use for our chat about show notes, which is the next episode of the Podcasters Club. But imagine for a second that we didn't have that recording, that Jacqueline didn't have a USB mic, that we only had recordings from Zoom and from Jacqueline's smartphone. The amount of noise reduction necessary to make the phone recording listenable makes deciding between these recordings a tough call. So I want to highlight one more thing. Take a listen to this unedited part of the Zoom recording. But for someone that's really interested in buying a business, they, they want to know those things. So capture, you know, listening carefully and capturing those, those different details and then conveying them. And now the same part from her phone recording. But for someone that's really interested in buying a business, they, they want to know those things. So capture, you know, listening carefully and capturing those, those different details and then conveying them. After that, not only do I think the phone recording slightly wins in terms of listenability, it's also free of the connection issues that's actually all through the Zoom recording. I certainly know which recording I'd use. Oh, and one more thing. Once you've finished recording, make sure your guest presses stop, hits save, and sends you their local recording straight away. Don't wait for them to lose it or to go on holiday. Get that recording. So that's the double ender. Maybe I've made it sound a bit harder than it actually is, but now you know how it works. I hope this episode has been helpful, and as promised, if you go to the show notes for this episode, you'll find a download to a remote recording checklist for you and one that you can send your guest pre-recording to make sure you capture good audio every time. That's all I have this episode. Keep an eye and an ear out for the next episode coming soon, also featuring Jacqueline and all about show notes. Till then. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pippa Precision Pippa Podcasting. Yes, that is spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening.